0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's going to be another game for the Warriors, by the way, the number one defensive rated team of the NBA holding an opponent under 50% shooting. They've done that in every game this year. Think about that every yeah. game. 96 for the Knicks. Rose will dribble it out. On a night when Stephen Curry becomes the all-time three-point king.
1: All right. Let's get a little light on here. How are we doing? So uh, shout-out to anyone who was just in our playback room, uh, part of our our new Patreon thing that we're doing, uh, live game watch along with us. Uh, Definitely better to watch this game with friends and loved ones. Than it was to uh watch it alone um in my house where I probably would have been very uh more frustrated. Um fun to see the Deuce. We've now had, think about this. We've had the um we've had the Obi Toppin game, we've had the Quentin Grimes game, and now we've had the Deuce McBride game. Three games in a row, a different young player on the Knicks. Has us feeling as a fan base, you know not completely apoplectic about things. And I think that goes not only for the fact that we obviously have players to root for this year, who we think are pretty good young players who we think are pretty good. Um, You know, I don't think anybody's given up on RJ Barrett still exists. Uh, Emmanuel quickly did not have his best game tonight. He's still very good. Still have high hopes for him. Um, You know, but the young players give us something to look forward to every night, and they are the best part of this team right now. So that's good. But I think more from a big-picture standpoint, if you want to talk about reasons to believe in this franchise still, despite the fact that this year has gone so sideways, and boy, has it gone sideways, Um, now 12 and 16. You know, this is a front office who I think has an eye for talent, young talent at least. Um, they've drafted well. They clearly have a player type. These kids seem to be workers. Um, you know, they fight, they claw, they, they battle tooth nail, the whole thing. So that's your positive, right? That's your positive. Front office has a clue. Good young players, the whole thing. This year was not supposed to be about looking forward to the youth growing up was not supposed to be about um thinking about the next draft pick that the front office could get this year was supposed to be about be about winning games um and uh they have not done that and um you know there are reasons for that obviously this game it cannot be it cannot cannot be um, understated how much the depth issues hurt them tonight um you know Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, Quen Grimes, all three of them out. And and I, I mentioned Grimes there because I think with the issues that Alec Burks was having, on, uh, especially on the offensive end, but, you know, also I thought his defense was, was more or less okay, but he was tired. And, again, I don't blame Alec Burks one bit for showing up and being exhausted and not being able to hit shots tonight because the guy just had a kid. And for anybody in here who hasn't had a kid, let me tell you, there's a lot of things that happen in the first 48 hours after you have a child. Sleep is not one of them. It's why I faded uh, Alec Burks on everything when we were doing our, our pregame um, show. Um, somehow he ended up with 14 points, um, but he was four or 15 from the field and he was four or 15 from the field. Um, Emmanuel quickly was three of 12 from the field. And then there he is Guys, the $72 million man, thank God it's actually really only $54 million because the last year is not guaranteed. Evan Fournier, one for five overall, 004 from deep, two points in 29 minutes. That 29 minutes, you want to talk about 29 minutes in which you you did not, it's hard for an NBA player to play 29 minutes and to be felt less than Evan Fournier was felt in this game. Um, and, you know, this season, because it has gone so sideways, has been a lot about blame. There was a lot of Kemba Walker blame at the beginning of the year. There's been Julius Randle blame throughout the year. We could talk about Julius. Ju- you know, Julius ended the night with a nice stat line, 31 points on 21 shots. Obviously, he had a bunch of threes late, hit some the threes in the third quarter that mattered. Um or with the four whatever. It's all I think they were all in the second half. Um had seven rebounds, three assists. I'm not gonna say this was Ju- a great Julius Randle game. Um Julius Randle had some not so great moments on the defensive end. He had some not great moments in transition. Um he was not great on offense for a lot of this game, the portion of this game where this game got away from them um in the third quarter. Julius Randall was out there for all that, and like, you know. And again, that's not all on him. Alec Burks couldn't buy a bucket. Evan Fournier, uh, we'll get back to him in a second, disappeared. The centers, Nerlens Noel, very nice game on the defensive end. Mitchell Robinson, persona non grata, is just, I mean, I don't know what to make of Mitch at this point. Um, you know, and Derrick Rose started the game really well, faded uh, in the second half. You have to think he's starting to get tired which is, again, one of the pushbacks to, like, well, why don't you start Derrick Rose? And You know, that part of it's tough. You know, but Julius, those are the moments where you need your – the guy who's kind of supposed to run the show to run the show. And Julius running the show this year has not looked great. Um, Second unit comes in, different story. And tonight, the second unit, um, you know, the the biggest guy in there was obviously Deuce McBride. The only positive plus minus, he was a positive four in a game – uh, the Knicks lost by nine. I always say game to game plus minus, throw it out the window. Unless the eye test kind of matches up with it. And The eye test kind of matches up with this one. Um, also, again, and I think there's a Super Chat comment about this. Emmanuel Quickly, only three of 12 from the field, but 12 points. And why did he get 12 points? Well, he got to the free throw line, obviously made a couple threes. But again, when Emmanuel Quickly's out there, you know he's out there. There is, and this is, our, I think, our first super chat, actually. Prototype NYC, Fournier, two points in 29 minutes, quickly. 12 points in 22 minutes. Fournier, got to go. You never for a second, when Emmanuel quickly is in the game, forget that Emmanuel quickly is in the game. Even Deuce McBride tonight, you know he's out there. Quentin Grimes, you know he's out there. Obi Toppin, I mean, Jesus Christ. You can't, you can't miss him. Fournier, like, and that's why I was kind of starting down this road a minute ago, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish it up here. The personality of this, cha- this team changed so much. And he was supposed to make up the difference at, with his offense and his offensive versatility. And you want to talk about a guy who has just been an absolute atrocious fit. I'm not going to say he's been an atrocious player this year because he hasn't been an atrocious player. Offensively, he's like about, in terms of efficiency, he's about average for wings. Um, Defensively, he's even had moments. He does have moments every game. But just the way he goes about playing does not fit this team in the least. And Prototype's comment, to start us off here, Fournier's got to go, well, you gotta hope a team out there is like, yeah, he didn't work in New York. He'll he'll work with us. I don't think that. I don't think a Fournier trades. So for anybody who doesn't know, anybody signed this past offseason is eligible to be traded tomorrow. I wouldn't hold my breath on a Fournier trade. Um, I think he'll be out of here. I've said it from day one. Not day one, but I've said it for a while now. I think he's going to be gone this summer, and maybe a bigger deal. Maybe they find a bigger deal that they like where his money can be used. Um, you know, uh, before the trade deadline, we'll see. Um, you know, I don't think it's a toxic contract by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Like Evan Fournier is still a guy who could do things. He just hasn't fit here. He hasn't fit here at all. And if there's like, at this point, you know, for, for as much as there's a lot of frustration to go around and be targeted, at different players, um, didn't even mention RJ, RJ's shooting struggles have been, have been massively, um, detrimental to this team. Um, You know, Fournier is probably number one on the list. He has to be. And I've been really frustrated at Julius, too. But I um, think Fournier has to be number one. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, sorry to make you mad earlier. It's okay, Kevin. Um, McBride, I know IQ has been struggling of late, but the reason um, I know his shot will come around is because the free throws are still there. I think he and McBride complement each other well. Yeah, I mean, I think McBride and, and, and quickly are good as a backup backcourt. And I think if I if I my assumption is that when this front office looks at the long-term version of this team, like the, the their idealized version of this team over the next two, three, four, five, six years, my my guess is that they pencil in Deuce McBride. And Emmanuel quickly as the backup point guard and the backup shooting guard. Um, with, the, with, the, with quickly, obviously, I mean, maybe Brian, having six-man potential to come in and, and close games for you when he's hot and all those sorts of things. I think they make a lot of sense together off the bench, a little small, um, you know, in terms of being like starters or whatever. But for this season, again, we're not, we're not talking about idealized versions. We're talking about this year and what do we do this year and I'm not even talking about rescuing the team this season, this year. I'm just talking about getting back to playing a brand of basketball that we um, know and appreciate and, you know, feel good about. Um, do You know, and that's where, again, anyone who who is sitting and watching Evan Fournier play 29 minutes and saying, I never want to watch him play another minute of basketball again, I'm not going to blame you. Why the fuck would you with what he – with what he puts out there. Why would you? Um, so yeah, these are, it's all, it's all fair at this point. And, and, um, I, I, I apologized on the playback. I apologized on my halftime zone and I will apologize once again, anyone who has been in one of these super chats at any point during the year and said, Macri Grimes, McBride, gotta get them in there. They're the answer. And I would always come back and I would laugh it off and I would say, come on, they're rookies. This is a team built to win 43, 45, 47. God made, who knows, upwards of 50 games. You got to get through it. You got to get through the problems with the with the guys that brung you, right? As it were. Um, well, Turns out maybe I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Because those those two get kids, they're rookies. You know, they're not perfect players. There's a reason they were drafted, whatever they were, 25th and 30. Eighth in the draft, thirty sixth. Um, but they're NBA players, and they and they deserve on this team the way the way some of these guys are playing. They deserve time, and and, and again, we're at game twenty eight now. They're not going to start putting guys in mothballs yet. But the further we go along, and the further this season goes away, um, which is part of why I wrote the article that I did about the the notion of trading Julius Randle at some point this year, again, a, a, the, the term tanking has many different ter- many different meanings in the NBA. The bad version of it is when you just, you play out the string and nothing is being accomplished and it's a bad brand of basketball and you're not furthering any cause other than lottery balls. If all you're doing is, is, is losing games to try to get more lottery balls, you're not doing your organization any favors. If you have a system in place, where you believe that culture and accountability is real, even though you're not winning games and you have real good, talented young core players that have shown that they deserve time. I don't know if that is that tanking, but I know if this season keeps going the way it is after another 20 or or another, after another 10 or 15 or 20 games, I'm not saying it is going to go that way. They have an easier schedule coming up, but if it does go that way, These kids absolutely over the last, whatever, 30, 40 games of the year need to get time. I need to get a lot of time because they've shown it. I know it's only one game for McBride, but we saw it in Summer League too. This kid could play. Uh, Hush Zoo with another Super Chat comment. Evan Fournier is a comedian, right? He's just putting on an act, right? He's so hilariously bad at defense. I can't help but smile
2: watching him play now. He plays defense. He plays defense like
1: it's preseason. Or he plays defense like it's the last five minutes of a blowout. And it doesn't even matter which which end of the blowout his team is on. That's how he plays defense. He's an opportunistic defender. He knows how to get in the occasional passing lane. He's not a stupid basketball player. He can swipe a ball every now and then. But he's not a fighter. He's not a battler. He's not going to make you uncomfortable. In fact, he's going to do the opposite. When Evan Fournier is on the floor, the odds are your offense will be comfortable. And I, I, I think being on that Orlando team, and I know Vucevic was the backstop for those teams, but they had a lot of really good defenders. I think it may have masked you know, a lot of his defensive inefficiencies. And uh, we're we're seeing it now. Not all on him, not all on him, but a lot of it is. Jeremy Chase. Uh, we may all disagree over Julius Fournier and what to do next, but can we all celebrate and agree that Reggie Miller is a colossal tool? Go New York. Reggie Miller is the worst at life, and he sucks. And he and his belly tattoo should go and not announce basketball games anymore because it's painful and he's not good at it. Great player, great shooter, Hall of Famer, was an automatic entrant onto my top 75, did not think there was any conversation needed about him. One of the Arguably one of the 50 greatest players to ever live. Terrible. Awful.
2: <laughs> Next folks.
1: <laughs> nice text, uh, pinned tweet, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Um prototype NYC with another one here. Also, I know it's one game, but Deuce needs more minutes. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing. So, so let's actually um you know let, let's play this out because right now as it as it stands, right? As it stands, um when this team is healthy, there seems to be a place for Quentin Grimes, right? There seems to be a place for Quentin Grimes in the in the rotation. Um, there does not necessarily seem to be a place for Deuce McBride, um, and that is because Deuce McBride plays point guard, and they are running out um, Derek Rose. Well, they're actually starting uh, Alec Burks, and they're also running out Derek Rose and Manuel Quickly as the other as the other two um point guards has it gotten to the point where after one game deuce mcbride's needs to see deuce McBride needs to see time regardless of anything else um I think you're gonna get some DMPs moving forward um I wouldn't be shocked and people are gonna be angry especially after tonight but just my prediction um he should get time. All right, we you know, got like
2: Sometimes
3: it's going to be ebbs and flows, and things you know. Sometimes they're going great. Sometimes they're they're not. And usually, the way you work your way out of that is with great effort. You know, so cut hard, screen hard, defend hard, get to loose balls, get a couple of layups, and then all of a sudden you get going. You know, and things can change very quickly. And we got to make them change.
2: Yep. Thank you. No.
1: We'll, uh, we'll see who comes up next, although I, maybe we'll get too soon pride in the postgame. Uh, just finishing that comment, had energy, confident in his shot, good defense. Yeah, he's assertive. He's confident. Um, He's confident. Michael Aaron with a comment. You're right. Fournier is not getting traded until the summer, but you can't bench him and ruin his trade value. I agree. You have to play him. You have to play him. Um, but his minutes are ruining his trade value anyway. I have no idea what Tibbs Leon does here. Um, I think you play him. I, I think at some point you probably have to try him with the bench unit. Try him with four guys that bring a lot of energy. Um, I haven't talked about Mitchell Robinson much. I thought this is another rough game for me. I mean, I'm at the point now where it's like I thought Nerlands looked really good tonight. I thought Nerlands had a good game. Um, give me the Nerlands minutes at center. Give me 20 minutes of Nerlands at center. You want to give me? You want to give me 10, 12? minutes of Mitchell Robinson at center a game and the rest, give me Obi, and try to pair up Fournier with o- the minutes where Obi's in the middle. And I know that obviously you're lacking rim protection there, but at least you got a lot of energy and at least you got movement or potentially, I, I don't know. It, you know, there's also some logic to, to keeping Fournier with, with Noel, but if Noel's going to start, you don't want Fournier in that starting, in that starting group because he just kills you with his lack of energy on the defensive end i don't know here's what i know i don't like fournier with randall on defense i know that i know i don't like that um go from there
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
4: and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as J.J. does it on The Old Man and the Three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Drew P, Fournier is a culture energy killer. He makes Julius, Julius worse. I completely, it's a terrible, it's a terrible match between the two of them. They feed off each other in the worst way. Um, It's so frustrating. Lunas and Marat, Schedule from Thursday of uh, January 20th decides the whole season. All winnable and dictate um, whether they tank or go for the playoffs in different trades. Yeah, so again, I did it a couple days ago. I'll do it now. So this the, 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 the schedule lightens up now. From here on in, it's a lot of road games, but here are the teams they play. It's at Houston, at Boston. Boston's obviously playing very well right now. Then you got home games against Detroit, Washington, and Atlanta. Washington has not looked good since their early start to the season. That's been very good. Atlanta's been very inconsistent. That's a Christmas Day game. Then you got a four-game road trip, all winnable games. But again, what's a winnable game for the Knicks right now? At Minnesota, at Detroit, at Oklahoma City, at Toronto. Then you got a couple home games: Indiana at Boston, um, at then road at Boston, and then San Antonio at home. And then you got a bunch of, uh, again, winnable games. Dallas at home. Dallas has not played well this season. It's Luka, but Dallas has not played well. You go to Atlanta and then a four-game homestand. Charlotte, Minnesota, New Orleans, LA Clippers. Clippers have been very inconsistent. Not a lot of heavy hitters in there. And then it gets gets tougher. You have a hellaciously bad uh, West Coast swing there in early February. Like, there is time to turn this season around if they play better if they play better they will win some of these games is that what's for the best I, I still want them to win games I still want them to win games and then we'll see where we're at
2: but tough tough sledding right now uh, De-
1: we have Derek Rose at the podium he's good for a good quote well let's listen to Derek Rose
3: trying to learn and normally when you run late you um, catch the defense off guard. You get easy looks, and that's what they're doing.
1: Interesting. We're not getting Julius.
3: I mean, it was dope. It was dope. Um, history was made. talk about um, Steph. Of course, we were trying to stop that. But when he's such an elite shooter like that, it's, it's kind of dope to be a part of it when you really think about it, the totality of it. Um, end up breaking it in the garden on the biggest stage. Like it, it was meant to be, I mean, I can't put a finger on it. Uh, if I knew that, I'll I say I, I can't come up with anything. Yeah. It's hard, but at the same time, you got, you have to be a pro gotta come in and do your job and try to, your hardest to figure things out. And um that's the process that we're in right now. Um just trying to figure things out on the fly. Yeah.
1: I know, I'm very happy that Derrick Rose is on this team, I'll say that.
3: Uh I really don't know. Um I mean, Kemba, we we got pretty close since he's been here. So
1: it's uh, special about Kemba Walker. Uh, I know it's hard,
3: but he's he's had a great attitude. He's been coming in early, um, same routine. Um, vibration, and spirit still been very high during the games, off the court. Um, he's just a good dude, you know. So um, I really didn't have time to really think about everything that's involved in that because that's, that's not my place. But uh, – it's kind of hard to put myself in his shoes, you know, uh, where uh, I fought to get where I'm at, and just trying to stay focused on like what's ahead. And but I can't say he's in good spirits about it. If he is feeling a way about it, shit, I can't tell. Like the way he's coming in, like he hasn't changed anything. Um, so he's been a professional about it, also. All
1: right. Um. Forgotten NYC with a comment in the Super Chat here. Oh, hold on. Rose just got asked about Deuce. Hang on.
3: Is very uh, of course, his defense is um, top tier, and um, he just needs the time. And, he just um, needs time. It gives him the time. Um, but we know how good he is, and we know how good the rookies are. So it's all about opportunity in this league.
1: It is indeed all about opportunity. In this league, well said, um, so uh forgot NYC back to your comment. biggest thing with Forney is that Julius legitimately looks annoyed whenever he passes to him, pretty clear he doesn't like him yeah I mean I mean Julius had a great relationship with with Reggie Bullock last year, and those two guys worked beautifully together and now Julius is pl- or Reggie's playing in Dallas Reggie's struggling immensely I know they don't i don't uh, I know they don't like Reggie there. Boy, if there was a Kemba for Reggie trade on the table, who says no? I don't know. JD, uh, McBride plus Turner in Summer League gives us our identity back. Um, Oh, McBride plus Turner in the starting lineup. SL, I didn't know what you meant by SL. Gives us our identity back. You know, I don't know that Miles Turner is like – an identity changer on defense, I agree he will help. I thought Noel was played well on defense tonight. And obviously Miles Turner is a better, a more gifted offensive player. There's no question about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm at the point where if you are like star Miles McBride, Alec Burks is not a starting point guard. Clearly, Derek Rose is not a guy who should, who, who Tibbs wants to start. I don't think he wants to start. I think you get diminishing returns when Derek Rose starts. I think at this point in his career, he's a 22, 23 minute a game player. I don't think Emmanuel Quickly's ready to start a point guard. Um, shit. I mean, really, there have been worse suggestions. Um, let's listen to Julius for a minute. So,
2: one when the Broke the record? Exactly. You talking about period, or when he broke the record? Yeah, when he broke the record, yeah, mostly. Uh, I mean, it's it's history. I mean, like, it's not like offensive. Like, I didn't say it, it's History is a part of the game. You gotta oh
1: my see. god, Berman's trying to tell to get Julius to say like he didn't. He took offense to the celebration for staff after the May three. <laughs> to be honest you, man, I don't know game's
2: kind of running together so at this point i gotta look at the film and really see what what happened uh, offensive rebounds uh threes uh, Steph generates so much offense for him uh constantly have to put two on the ball when he's coming off the screen so um, you know they do a great job of playing off of him uh,
1: yeah they do a great job of playing off him except uh they separated themselves in the fourth quarter of this game when Steph wasn't even in the game. But of course, this game came down to the third quarter when they couldn't score, which I referenced earlier. Um anyway, okay, back to the uh back to the super chat. Um hang on here. Let me catch up. Um okay. Um Tyler Michaels roster is the almost is almost the same as last year. Team was 500 for most of 2021 with good health. East is tougher now. Still time to turn it around. Don't panic yet. Um, I mean, I don't think, yes, the East is tougher. They were around 500 for most of last season. I completely agree with that. Um, they were 25 and 26 or 25 and 27 or whatever the hell it was. The thing is that from very early on last season, like if you're an NBA team and you want to do anything, you need to have something you can fall back on. You need to have an identity. You need to you need to say whatever's going on tonight, whoever's on, whoever's off, we're making shots, we're not making shots. We do this. You know, whether the this is we play fast or we have Steph Curry on our team or we have Kevin Durant on our team or, you know. um, we, we're going to pick and roll you to death because we have Trey Young. Like, or in the Knicks case last year, we're going to play harder than you every possession, and we're going to defend the, our asses off constantly. That's what we're going to do. They don't have an identity this year. And in a really, really, really good East, where they are clearly lacking in top-flight offensive talent, clearly the offensive pieces have not come together to make the hole greater than the sum of the parts. It's less. And now they don't have that defensive identity anymore. I'm just struggling to see where the
2: obvious sign is that this team's gonna turn it around. Um I
1: don't I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer. There is still there's still time to turn it around. But also to 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 the the more important part of your comment, which is don't panic yet. I don't even know what panicking would look like. I mean, yeah, if they traded like I don't know, several multiple unprotected first round picks and like several young players for De'Aaron Fox or something like, yeah, that would be panicking or, you know, name your gettable like quasi star. Like, yeah, sure. That would be panicking. Um, If they went out and gave the farm up for Ben Simmons, that would probably be panicking, although I'm probably in the minority. I think Ben Simmons could actually help them a little bit. I, I have no idea what the cost would be. But it doesn't sound like Daryl Morey wants to trade Ben Simmons for anything other than top 25 player. And they're not trading Julius Randle because they can't trade Julius Randle until February 3rd. Um, But I digress. I don't know. You know, they just they have to find their their identity again. And, and again, I watched the team tonight. Yes, they only gave up 105 points, but they gave up 105 points to a team that missed a lot of open threes, to a team that's been struggling on offense, to a team that flew into New York today which isn't even allowed anymore in the NBA um, because they had playing troubles. And um, there's just a lot of possessions where you look at it and you're like, this isn't a great defense. This isn't even a good defense. So what do they hang their hat on? I don't know what they hang their hat on. And I I think until they find the thing to hang their hat on, it's just – we're circling our wagons. I mean, and, and the thing that we all hang our hat on as fans is they have a really exciting young core of players. And that's why people who are like, play the kids, like, forget all everything else, just play the kids. I can't even blame them at this point. Because it's not like in, the, in years past where people were like, play the kids, what are you doing? Then it was like we didn't know whether the young players on the team were any good or not. Like we know these young players are good, and the young players are probably going to help them win more games than the guys like Fournier and and you know, uh, you know Randall. Not Randall, but Ra- like again, it's so tough to talk about Randall. Fournier for sure, though. Um, G. Beers Evan is checked out. Um, starting to think he may not like Tibbs' role in the offense. Happy for the Deuce game. Tibbs needs to balance minutes, third quarter. Yeah, I mean, anybody who wants to point to the third quarter that he kept Alec Burks in too long because Alec Burks, you know, wasn't hitting a shot, I get it. Kept Evan in there for too long. That's fine. It's not like quickly had a great game. You want to say he should have put Deuce in earlier?
2: All right. That's, you know,
1: they lost. It's a fair comment. Um, JD says in the regular chat, not getting DeRozan was a mistake. I mean – Here's the thing I'll say: I think DeRozan has fit in really well in Chicago, and I think DeRozan playing alongside either Lonzo Ball or Alex Caruso at all times, not to mention some other good defenders on that team, and just being able to go out and beat DeMar DeRozan and have a Zach Levine alongside him and have um, you know a Nikola Vucevic alongside him. Uh, who's a really talented offensive center? Like, that really worked. I don't know that if DeMar DeRozan were on this team, we would necessarily be talking about, like, a team that's at the place where the Bulls are. I think they'd be better. Obviously, they'd be better. Goes without saying. They also paid DeMar DeRozan three years and $85 million. Now, the 48 contract is not that far off from that. Three years and 54 is not nothing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely a fair critique. Um, as for uh, Fournier not liking Tibbs or the role in the offense, I mean, what did he think What did he think was going to happen? He's the one who I don't think is nearly assertive. I just I, – he's not my type of player. Robert McGinley, I do not envy the front office these next few months. There is so much to figure out from a retool or a rebuild. A lot to think about. Sigh. Here's the good news. Uh, shameless plug for this past, uh, podcast I did with Jeremy Cohen. Jeremy Cohen did a really nice job identifying that right now the Knicks kind of have too many draft assets. They have three picks, probably assuming the Charlotte pick does not convey this year, which I don't think it will. They're going to have three first round picks in the 23, 23 draft, along with four second round picks. Um, um, They obviously have a lot of young players. We don't want to trade any of those young players, but they do have a lot of young players. Like, there's an opportunity for this team to retool and not give up anything that's really vital, you know, moving forward. Um, That won't be easy. Um, And I do think there is a real potential opportunity here to not necessarily hit the reset button, but at least, you know, on this season, because again, just I'm calling it like it is here, folks. Just calling it like it is. Don't get mad at me for 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 just again saying what is. Um, right now the Knicks have the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth worst record in basketball. And actually, and they have the tenth worst record in basketball, and they are a And they are one game, one game from having the sixth worst record in basketball. Detroit, Orlando, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Houston, those five are in a class by themselves. I do not think, and I do not want the Knicks to catch them. I don't want the Knicks to catch, 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 catch them. But if anyone in here is like, you know what, maybe we should have an about face and think about this season very differently in terms of what the opportunity is that that has availed itself to us, it would be real easy, real easy, for the Knicks to pivot and sneak their way into that six, seven, eight range in the lottery, while still putting out young players that clearly we like to see them play, um, winning a game here and there that they're probably not supposed to win, feeling good about themselves, keeping the culture high, keeping the accountability high. Is that the direction we want to go? Are we ready to say that at 12 and 16? With the, over, since the five and one start, the 25th or 26th net ranked
2: net rating in basketball? I don't know. I don't think I'm there yet. Because they're also, again,
1: well, yeah. I was about to say there are two games behind – here's what I can say. There are two games behind having the 16th worst record in basketball. Yay. That's where we're at. Look up and down the stand. I mean, okay, here. They are three games back of the Lakers, and the Lakers are currently in a three-way tie for the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th worst record – or 11th best record, excuse me, 11th best record. You want to look at the the season as half full or you want to look at it half empty? It's up to you. Where they are right now, and this goes to this comment, I do not envy the front office because they could go in any number of directions right now. And any one of them would be defensible. Um, Jeremy Chase with a comment, Andrew, it turns out Peter Parker is a Knicks fan (laughs) and he kills himself with listening to Reggie Miller call a game. Good comment. Uh, Anthony Sixth, though, in the super chat. Thank you, Anthony. Randall did a lot in the second half to keep the game from tipping into blowout territory. You're very right. Criticism is fair, but um, he's due some props. Yeah, 100%. Um, He's due some props. He didn't have a bad game. He had a good game Um, overall. He had a good game. But I just – I always like to kind of keep it 100, uh, as they say, with Julius. Like I'm at the point now where I do – I'm starting to grade him – a little bit harsher and I think the reason I'm starting to grade him a little bit harsher is because I thought with the benching of Kemba it would really turn him around in terms of how he approached the game and it would get more of the consistency on both ends back what we saw last year and initially after the Kemba benching I did think we saw that and then since then, it's been a little bit more hit and miss. And, again, there tonight there were a lot of examples. Not a lot. There were examples, and there were obvious examples where you saw, again, moments where with this team down the guys that they're down, playing the team that they're playing, everyone's got to be on full tilt. And, you know, he wasn't. Is he doing a lot on offense? Yes, I get that. He also didn't have a great, you know, first kind of – two and a half three quarters um not a bad game not a bad game but I'm, I'm I am not gonna sit here and and sing his praises uh after that game I think he had a solid game I think he was good he's okay he'd probably get a start tomorrow because again nobody else deserves one um and miles Turner Wednesday I like that The, the Neil's next door. Any chance Evan will play better with the bench? Uh, hold on. I get the rest of that comment in a second. Super chat just uh, scrolled down on me. Um, Thank you, guys. Everybody, by the way, who's in the chat and the super chat. Um, oh, no. That comment disappeared. Where did it go? Um, Andrew, I, I missed the end of that comment. Is is there any chance that, that Evan would play better with the bench? Um, if you want to send me. Send me a pick of that um i'll I'll read the rest of it, but yeah, I think there's a a chance he plays better with the bench I mean he can't can't play much worse um I do think he needs to be surrounded by more energy. I'll say that, we'll see what happens from there um d Zilla, what's going on day i uh, I think we could find a ticket for Knox question mark he basically can do all the things Fournier can do for us on just a cheaper contract um. I don't think Kevin Knox, like, there is still, a, like, Fournier has shown the ability over years and years and years to do a lot of things that are good and help teams win. He's not doing a lot of those things with, for this team. He's leaning into a lot of his worst tendencies. There's still a helpful player in there for some team. I'm just not sure it's for our team. Um, as for Knox, I mean, You'd find someone willing to take on his salary, you know. I'm sure someone we will someone willing to pay him for the rest of this year to find out what he is on their roster. You know, should we do that? I don't know. Um, the rest of the comment. So we can go back to as ha- Fournier. So put him on the bench. We'd go back to having the ball in his hands a little more. That's a good comment. It's a good thought. He he clearly likes having the ball in his hands. Um, good comment. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Doug Lust, I covet the Dubs ball movement so terribly. I mean, we all do, but that's, you know, that's, there's, they're the only team in the league that does that. Um, I wish we did. We don't have that kind of personnel, unfortunately. Um, You know, and honestly, that's, I don't think that's Tibbs coaching style. Uh, And that's certainly a criticism of him. Um, CT Pittman, what's going on, CT? Always a pleasure. Um, Macri. Please explain to me how Evan and Julius could look so good in the opener versus Boston and how they look now. It worked for a few games. What could possibly make things go downhill so fast? You know, CT, if I had the answer to that question, I'd be a very rich man. Um, Because I don't. I don't. I wish I did. And I'm sorry I don't.
2: Um, I think there was like a loosey-goosiness to the early season that is gone now. I think
1: Kemba coming out and hitting like 60% from three really loosened up the offense because my God, why wouldn't it? And yeah, I think that's kind of it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I never felt like they developed anything really like what we saw with Julius and Reggie last year. They had some nice moments. They had a lot of nice moments, but it's a great point. It really is a great point. Um, Okay. Uh, Okay, we got got a few more here. Robert Cross. KFS playback watch parties are a winner. Encourage all people to become Patreon members. Um... (laughs) Hashtag 53 wins. Thank you, Robert. Kevin McEwen, and my main man. What's going on, Kev? How are you? Um, Something has to be wrong with Fournier. Dude just looks really, really, really bad. I I, I think it's the fit. I think he doesn't want to be – I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine he's having fun. It's not fun for him. We haven't seen him in a post-game podium in God knows over a month, probably because the team is afraid of what the fuck he would say. Um. It's not a good fit. I just don't know. I don't think you're going to find a deal that makes sense for you if you're the Knicks before the deadline. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he starts hitting shots and they can move him. But I think it's going to be more a summer thing. Um, Good to hear from you, Kevin. Thanks so much for the contribution. Kevin Danishevsky. how do you think Rokas fits in with the young core of this team when he arrives in the States? How do you juggle IQ, Rokas, Grimes, RJ, Sims, Deuce? It's a good problem to have. Um, listen, I'll worry about Rokas when he comes, uh, right now. Uh, I think in between quickly and Deuce, you got a couple of young potential point guards who are going to give you, you know, something to be excited about in the near future with some growing pains. Rokas, I think is good trade bait more than anything. If you get, here's the thing, if you get, if you get Miles Turner for Kemba or Noel um, or Kemba and Noel, you know, or one of them and Knox and Rocus and the Dallas pick and the Charlotte pick. I'm here for it. Jason M. What's going on, Jason? McBride's and Grimes defense is a game changer. If Tibbs wants the team to get back to a defensive identity, he has to play them extensive minutes. Again, I don't know if it has to be extensive minutes, but they're, I mean, their defense pops off the screen. Their defense pops off the screen. I can't wait for, for, um, Grimes to get back. I I never, it's like we miss him. There's no other way to say we miss him. Um, Hush Zoo, in your mind, knowing Randall is a number, who's your, knowing Randall is a number something, who's your top three guys you think would perfectly suit Randall and his play style? No Curry or KD. Who suits Randall and his play style? Well, that's part of the problem. I don't think there is an obvious name. I really don't think there is an obvious name. I don't see him playing with another big in a way that's, like, perfect. Like, yeah, in theory, the pairing with Turner or, like, God forbid, Carl Anthony Towns, um, in theory, that works. But, again, Julius is a guy who likes to have the ball. So what do you how do you play off of a guy who likes to have the ball and clearly operates
2: best with the ball when there's a limit to what he could do with the ball?
1: You know, from an efficiency standpoint, from a playmaking standpoint, from every standpoint. So who are we pairing? What version of Julius are we pairing with this other theoretical player? Are we pairing the version of Julius that, like, occasionally does play off of a guard and, like, the guard will set him up and he'll roll downhill for a nice finish? Or are we pairing him with a guy who's going to play off of him constantly? And, like, name any of the best players in the league. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson would be a good fit with Julius. There's a guy who doesn't need the ball, and he's, like, the best off-ball player of his generation.
2: I, you know, I I don't know, but that's not a very satisfying answer. Um, he's just a tough fit. He's a tough fit to build around. Thank you,
1: Andrew Lebron James, Andrew, Andrew Claudio, ladies and gentlemen. Very funny. Um, he's a tough fit, and we knew he was a tough fit last year. And I think we were like, okay, let's see what he looks like with some some better players around him, and hasn't worked so what do you do um do you keep trying to try it out or do you try to make him some other team's problem I don't know um overratedness bring back Theo Pinson please god yes thank you uh Gregory Alcala I know it's early in the season but I think the year is a wrap J-Mac okay here we go the defense is starting to look pre-tibs, and I can't help but think that the rookies will give us the fight. The vets don't. Play the kids and chip Randall. So, um, hopefully Andrew doesn't mind. I know we're going a little bit long on the on the uh the on the chat here, but I do want to pull up because I always love pulling up these numbers. So the Knicks on off numbers defensively. So as you know, I live to um, help pay Tom Thibodeau's salary, and I am a uh, Tom Thibodeau apologist through and through. we Will never jump off that ship. Um, so I must do this. I don't believe Tom Thibodeau has forgotten how to coach a good defense. I believe this combination of players that are out there on the floor a lot of the time does not have the are not playing the defense that. Can be played in a Thibodeau scheme. So this year on the court, <laughs> I don't even need to look further than the first fucking number. Obi Toppin in 413 minutes. May say that again. Obi Toppin, a guy who, if anybody believed in his defense, would have been a top three pick in the NBA draft, or at the very worst, a top four pick, and might have been the first overall pick if he could, if anybody thought he could be a, an NBA defender. That Obi Toppin has played 413 minutes this year. and In 413 minutes this year, the team has a 100.8 defensive rating with Obi Toppin on the floor. Is that because Obi Toppin has suddenly transformed into Bill Russell? No, it's not. It's because when you put players on the floor who play their asses off and fly around and you put them in a Thibodeau scheme, that knows what the fuck it's doing, and they know what the fuck they're doing, guess what? You're going to have a good defense.
2: And they don't have enough of those players. Plain and simple. So, yeah, there's been a lot of times
1: where it looks like a pre-tributo defense, but I don't put that on Tibbs. I put that on the players. That's just me. Derek Rose, 624 minutes, 102.8 on-court defensive rating. You know, um, those numbers, by the way, respectively,
2: would rank second. Both, excuse me, both of those numbers would rank second in basketball. And Christ, that's Derek Rose has played almost half the minutes.
1: He's played almost half the minutes for this team. And again, we're talking about Derek Rose. We're not talking about fucking Marcus Smart or Drew Holiday. We're talking about Derek Rose. He's played half the minutes for the Knicks, and in those fucking half the minutes, they have an equivalent defensive rating to – would be the second-best team in the league.
2: It's so fucking frustrating that this team, it's, it's, it's there, and they're just – the players can't do it.
1: And it's not just Julius. It's not just Evan. It's not just the centers. It's everything.
2: It's everything together. Ugh. Sorry. Ivan Omar. I'll only give up on the season if we fare badly in the next
1: eight games. If we can end the year with a 500 record, we can still push for a playoff run, win or lose. Hashtag New York forever. Hashtag bench the French. I like that. Bench the
2: French. That might be something that gets us going here. Um, If they finish the year with
1: a 500 record, yeah, I'll still be on board. So that means, just to be very clear, by the way, Julius, we missed this comment. Um, We'll see what happens. This is from Julius. Not, we'll see what happens. We're going to get it done. We're going to figure it out. All right, he's still confident. So just to be clear, for them to finish the season with a 500 record, they would need to win four more games than they lose, right? If we could end the year with a 500 record. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. So that means you think they're going to go six and two. Houston, Boston, Detroit, Washington,
2: Atlanta, Minnesota, Detroit, Oklahoma City. Can they go six and two? They can. We'll see. Not count on it. I'll say that. Um, God, this team is frustrating. Um, Parish Duggar, great name. When do we start calling out Rose for looking
1: forty? Um, you know, I'm not calling out Rose because he's. I still say he's been the best player on balance all year long for this team. He he looks old because I think he's he's playing too many minutes and he wears down except he's never going to say it. And that's, you know, Tibbs feels more comfortable with him than he does anybody else. And I don't really blame him. Um, Jane Ease. Randall's a number two with the responsibilities for number one, 100%. Players like Randall do not grow on trees. Just saying, I, I agree they don't go on trees. And he is without question, without question, their most talented offensive player. No question. About, no, I, I've said a lot of things about Julius Randall this year. Never back down on that fact. He's by far their most talented offensive player. He's the only, that, the only guy that draws doubles on this team, other than Derek Rose, who, again, is a 33 year old point guard and starting to look his age.
2: I'm not begrudging
1: Julius Randle that fact. And I'm not even saying the Knicks aren't going to be worse if they got rid of him or moved him for something real, which I, I don't want to say get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of him. If there's an opportunity, To improve the long-term future for your team, where you can move this player, who, by the way, implicit in your comment is that he's a number two with the responsibilities of number one. That implies that he can be a number two and can function as a number two, which I have my doubts after what we've seen this year. I understand that players like him don't grow on trees, and that's why I've defended him. A lot this year, more than I should have, to my own detriment. Um, I just don't know what you do. I just don't know what you do. There are no easy, simple answers, and I don't pretend to have them. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, back for more. What's going on, Kev? Thank you again for your contribution. Um, I will still defend the Fournier signing in theory. Well, sh- sure. Um, I don't know how you can watch that Atlanta series and not knowing – what we know, not think he'd help. He's the exact player who you thought. He's like literally the archetype of like, it's Reggie Bullock, except he could do more stuff minus the defense. That's literally what he is. Turns out the minus the defense part, pretty big deal. And I think we probably undersold the chemistry that Randall developed with Reggie Bullock. To the point that both of those guys got so comfortable with each other last year that it and it be, it was the it was the fundamental part of their offense, other than Derrick Rose driving the ball. Um, you know, when they sacrificed that for Fournier, and they paid him twice as much money as, as Reggie Bullock is getting, by the way, it can't be just can't be glossed over. Um, I defended it too.
2: So, who the fuck am I? What do I know? Um, I I see a lot of Tibbs hate in the chat. I mean, look, guys. um,
1: I know it's what we do here. We blame the coach, right? It's what you do, right? When things are bad, you blame the coach. Coach isn't playing the right guys. Coach isn't putting the play. Come on.
2: It's... You don't get to have it both ways. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Anyone who wants to put the blame
1: on Tibbs, answer me why we have a bench unit that is better, literally, than any bench unit in the league. Is it, like, schemes working? Players are in roles that help them succeed? And then, okay, so we want to move those guys into the starting lineup. Okay, great. Who replaces them? Uh, is it the right? It's the it, you're not. He's not mixing the parts together the right way. Is that it? Right. Okay. Um, we've seen a lot of different mixing and matching this year. We've seen starters play with bench guys. We've seen bench guys play with starters. We've seen Tibbs adjust massively on that end. This is a man who does not like to mix and match parts. He likes to have a starting flight and a finishing flight. He's done that throughout his entire career. He's abandoned it this year for all the reasons all of us talk about. Because the bench guys are good. The starters suck.
2: It's not
1: that easy. It's not that easy to build an offense around a power forward who is a pretty good passer and has not been able to make tough shots, who made tough shots last year. It's not easy to build an offense around a wing who was literally the worst shooter in basketball for a month? And change. It's not easy to build a defense around Kemba Walker at M48. <laughs> or featuring two centers who can't get out of their own way. Everybody wants to gloss over these things. Eh, it's Tim's fault. Tim's fault. Yeah. Go go hire uh Jeff Hornacek or Derek Fisher or Kurt Randis or uh who are some of the other who are some of the other all-stars we've had over here isaiah thomas larry brown good coaches come here and fail lenny wilkins has more wins than anybody in the history of basketball except for don nelson don nelson another guy who came here and failed lenny wilkins came here and failed larry brown god god's gift of basketball came here and fell flat on his fucking face mike d'antoni coach of the year two-time coach of the year came here fell on his face all these guys coincidentally come here to this organization, to this franchise, and fall flat on their fucking face. And this coach comes in here and wins coach of the year and does what with this dog shit roster, 41 games, 21.5 uh, Vegas over under?
2: It's his fault. Yes, it's his fault. Fire the man. Fire him. It's amusing to me. It's amusing to me. I need something to laugh at. What can I
1: say? Um, we'll end after this. Kareem is sore. Hot take. I think Obi has been better than Rose. Can't remember Obi having a bad game yet. Yeah, Andrew Claudio said the same thing on our uh, on our playback. That's not a hot take. That's a fair take. I just I think of Rose. I think of Obi in a different context um, because Obi he's a finisher, right? You set him up, he throws him down, and uh, they've used him brilliantly in that respect. Uh, they have not asked him to do a lot of uh, creation. Derrick Rose, everything is creation. He creates everything. He creates everything out of thin air. That's what he's there to do. Um, and I think his defense has been a little bit better than Obi's, too, if I'm being honest. Um, but if you want to say that, like, just in a vacuum, has Obi Toppin been better at what he has been asked to do than when Derrick Rose than Derrick Rose has been at what he has been asked to do. That's a that's fair. I just those are different. Those are different, different roles and responsibilities in my eyes. Which is actually a defensive Randall. It's a defensive Randall too because he's being asked to do um, way, 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 way more than Obi Toppin. But he's he's not done well with that, and he has to own that. All right. Uh, I think an hour is more than enough time to talk about this game. Uh, shout out again, Deuce McBride. Uh, we love you, Deuce. And, uh, and thanks, uh, everybody, for joining us, contributing, even if you think I'm an idiot. Come back and think I'm an idiot some more the next time. I'd love to have you. And uh, until then, uh, everybody
2: have a good couple of days, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace out.